Welcome to The Real Deal, where God, His purposes, and His people are celebrated. I'm Rachel Inouye, bringing you encouragement through real life, people, and their stories. It's The Real Deal. Hey, let's get started. That'll be good. Okay, I do have a question for you. First of all, I want to I want to thank you for doing this because I think I'm starting season number 3. Oh, really? Yep, season number 3. So, this will be the first one out of the shoot again. And I'll have mom just stay right there, dad, if she needs to ever repeat the question. <laughs> mom, are you okay with that? It would only be your voice. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be good. Okay. Um or you is both It's it sound only. It's sound only. Okay. Yeah. And then you and I can do one of those Instagrams where I did it with Annie this morning. So anyway, so you guys can answer both, Mom, if you don't care, or just Dad, you can answer. However this works, it'll all be good. I'm just excited to have you back. So what I do want to know, first of all, Dad, is, and Mom, you can answer this too. Would you guys tell me how... What we're going through now with people needing to stay home and see fewer people and this whole COVID-19, how is that similar or not similar to when you grew up? Because you were talking about that the other day. Like, this this is a little bit more like what your world was. Well, you know, years ago when we were kids, well, I guess not kids, but during World War II, everything was different. And, well, first of all, people didn't do same things anyway because they didn't go they didn't go very many places you know like on the farm we used to go visit different farmers on sunday but the first time i ever ate in a restaurant i was in high school wow so so that you know that when i I see kids in a restaurant today i just i just can't understand it i say how in the world can they afford to do that because I, I distinctly remember when we were shelling corn and there was like maybe like eight, ten guys and we were working hard and then mom went to Des Moines to visit her mother. Her mother was sick, I guess. So she was gone. So there was nobody to cook. So we went to town to a restaurant to eat and I thought, man, this is really, this is really something. We went to town and ate in a restaurant. Wow. And that was when you were maybe in high school. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. people didn't didn't go in restaurants. I don't think. Well, the ones I knew didn't. I guess all that much. Yeah. It no. would be rare, or for a special occasion, maybe. Well, don't you think when we went on vacation? Do you remember when we went down to Osage Beach where Barb and Craig are, and we ate breakfast in that waffles or something in that Bagnall Dam or something. And we ate at Kentucky Fried Chickens down South Star somewhere, I don't know. Yeah. Otherwise, we didn't eat out either. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. No, I just was thinking, I remember you saying something about how, you know, people are just having to stay at home and be together as a family and hang out and um, how that was more like what you grew up with. Yeah. Yeah, I it's pretty well. I don't. It's pretty normal. Although kids would go outside all day long, you know, and they wouldn't come in the house. You had a terrible time to get kids to come in the house. They want to stay out and play, and it'd be so dark you couldn't see the ball, but they're still still out there. So now the kids don't go outside at all. It's kind of strange, you know. Yeah. And people 
No, you never used to see anybody walking. You know, like nowadays you see people walking or their dogs or whatever. I guess people were working hard enough, you know. I can remember when mom moved to town, she says, nobody walks. And she'd walk every day, you know. And she says, nobody walks. And I, don't, I don't know what that meant, but that's what she said. Well, yeah, she, I think you're right. They're either doing manual labor or enough work just going out, hanging up the clothes on the clothesline. I think, of, you know, Grandma Johnson doing that or, or just the work of being on the farm. So you're right. We didn't have to schedule or you probably didn't have to no. schedule a time to exercise. Right, exactly. You're probably so tired just falling in a heap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so how was, uh, how was sleeping different? For growing up, yeah. Oh my! Are you sure you want? Are you sure you want to know? Yes, I do. I think there were, um, I think four of us in the bed, maybe. (laughs) Wilma and Peggy and me, and maybe it was just three. I thought there was four in the bed because my cousin came from Chicago, and I remember he came in and he was trying to figure out who Richie was. That's what he called me. And we'd never met before. He'd come to the bed trying to find Richie in that bed. I, thought, <laughs> I don't know what he thought because he only had one sister, you know. But then there's room full of people. It's just it's so different. It's hard to explain, you know. Like around that table, it would be like all of us and sometimes two hired men. Well, you know, that's 10 or 12 people around the table. And it's just, I don't know. Yeah, and that's a lot to that's a lot to converse with. That's a lot to have in one room, but that's well, we all, all we all sat on uh, ice cream uh, stools, you know, like the iron ice cream round ice cream stools. And I, I'm not sure. I don't suppose with all of us, because I spoke by Roy. Roy left, and probably Don wasn't even there yet. I, I'm not sure. So. Well, that would it take was, that wouldn't take as much space around the table yeah, then. Yeah, they were just round, you know like a foot round table with a wooden top and an iron legs around that table. Can you remember a favorite thing to eat or what you had to eat or even what your moms would fix? Fried chicken. We ate a lot of fried chicken. We had thousands of chickens. I mean thousands of chickens. When we were kids, we'd go to the hatchery and each one of us would get a hundred you know, they, they put those chickens to sleep, those roosters, they, you know, people buy pullets to lay eggs, and they gas the uh, roosters, they don't want them. So when we were kids, they gave each one of us 100 uh, roosters. Wow. And so out on the farm, we each had all those roosters, but then all the other laying hens, like a couple, three chicken houses full of hens laying eggs, would be like, Oh, I don't know, maybe 12 dozen a day or something. Was that one of your jobs? Did you have to go get the eggs? Oh, yeah. I hated that. Those chick, they'd pick you. <laughs> Put your hand in the nest and they'd pick you. My dad said, oh, I need for a brush aside. And man, they just picked me aside. I just hated it. <laughs> you have to reach under them and get the eggs, you know. Oh. Right, right. He said, oh, don't worry. And at the back of his hand, I don't know what was, but the skin was real thin. And they'd pick him and the blood would be running. Ah, oh, they won't hurt you. And they'd be picking on his head. He'd be bleeding the whole time he was telling the story. Oh, it's, it's hard. I'm telling you. Oh, golly. It's oh. Hard, to, hard to look cool. 
Yeah, it's hard to look cool. It's hard to look cool when you got your pants falling down and your suspenders and belt. <laughs> well, I, I should clear up that story about when my uncle picked me up when I vomited. I didn't really vomit in the ice cream. I'd on the, on the uh, you know, I had like a rounded glass, you know, and all covering over the ice cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to go back and tell us because you were telling well, us that you, the you other know, day on the Zoom That's another thing. In the stores, you never went behind the counter. The guy in the store brought all the things to you. You never went behind the counter. You never picked up anything on your own. They would pick up everything and put it on a list, you know, when you bought it. But nowadays, when people wander around everywhere, they no, 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 you never got behind the counter. That makes so, so much sense. Well, I don't know what this, well, it's so different, I suppose, but didn't have that much business, so I'm not sure what it was. But anyway, that, that girl did. I did shake her up pretty good, but boy, when he grabbed me and lifted me up. Okay, so you got to back up. You got to back up. So the other day we were talking about this on the Zoom call, but nobody on this podcast would know. So Oh, they wouldn't know. Yeah, so tell uh, us again. It was uh, your uncle? My uncle, Eric, was going to buy me an ice cream cone. And so he was, you know, like six feet five or something. I was just, I suppose, maybe five or something. He put one arm around me and lifted me up, or when he did that, I vomited. You vomited, oh gosh. I vomited. And then we got our ice cream cone, and I was so dumb, they didn't have a flat on the bottom. They were like a cone, you know, a cone. Yeah, like the came to and a I point. was eating this ice cream cone, and then I bit the bottom end, and then the ice cream was running out, and he was all upset because I was so I thought you were supposed to bite that little head. <laughs> ice cream was not. Hey, oh. You know, I've seen a good idea. Uh, some of the ice cream parlors, maybe it's the one in Minnesota. I don't remember. But they uh, they put a uh, malted milk ball down at the bottom. Oh. Huh. So it kind of plugs up the bottom, and then you get that at the very end when you're so eating. So it didn't get soaked up and run out? Oh. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Those clever people in Minnesota. Clever, clever people there in Minnesota. Yeah, so um, whatever else. Was, oh, I know. What's your favorite ice cream? Well, we've been eating vanilla bean lately. A lot of vanilla bean. I like it, really. I, I know since I got those hard partial plates, I can't eat that hard frozen <laughs> stuff in the ice cream. Right. And, and I don't want to take a chance of breaking a tooth at this you know, and you can't get in to see the dentist, so I've been kind of gumming it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mom, do you have a favorite ice cream? What's your favorite ice cream? Oh, chocolate. You're not supposed to have chocolate. When I was a kid. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, that's too good, when I was a kid. Now, why are, you're not supposed to have chocolate now, Mom? No. Okay. But I snitch a little. <laughs> <laughs> that's, too, that's too good. So what have you guys been occupying your time with during this? Well, you know, during the time when that ice cream, they used to have it at the sale barns, you know, like when you're selling cattle or whatever. In the sale barns, they had little round paper cups with a wooden spoon. Just a little wooden There's spoon. What are they call? Dixie cups. Dixie, Dixie. I don't know. What? Lid on it. Anyway, it was just a little little cardboard carton and had a wooden spoon. 
like a little tiny wooden spoon. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've had them. It's almost like a frosted malt they give you at the ballpark yeah. or the... Or the... It, wouldn't, it was a flat spoon. It wasn't even rounded. It was just a flat spoon. Right. But they had them at the, like a livestock... What is that barn? What do you call it? Sale barn. Sale barn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. So no, so let me tell me about your summer times growing up. I know you guys. Did you have a special fair or a carnival or something that would come to town, or was it mainly like you just stayed on the farm and? Oh, I don't. I don't. I'd stay outside all day. You know, you leave in the morning. I told you what mom said. Take what you need because you're not getting back in till four o'clock, and she'd lock that screen door. I don't care. I'd hang on that door and whine. Never. <laughs> well, then you tr you started to trust her that she meant what she said. You what? You trusted that she meant what she said. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Somebody asked her one time, is that the truth? You did, You bet your life, she said. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, we just were, per were free. I don't know. Just I, I don't know how to say it. And, and we just free as so. a bird as they say yeah just to do what you wanted during the day like to... well you know later on when you had to work and that's a whole other story but kids, you know all you have some things to do but you were free to go out and play i guess and dream or whatever so do you remember being the feeling of being a middle child oh i don't know they <laughs> they claim we're they claim we're warped i'm not no, sure no it's not that it's just that you know you I just didn't even know if you were aware of the concept, like I'm in the middle of this bunch. The only thing I'm aware of was the older ones would get all kinds of stuff, you know, and then they'd pass it on, on down the line. So you never really got, well, I don't know, I never really got anything new, I guess. So maybe that's the clue. Right. But the, thing, the thing I remember the most, I think, during the war was that people just, they would, they would uh, obey all the rules and regulations like they're just unbelievable. Like on the on the car windshield, there would be a big patch that says "Drive 35" or it'd say "Drive 35," and everybody drove 35, 35 miles an hour, and nobody nobody was speeding or anything. They just, you know, of course they're trying to save gas too because you had to have you know. Had to have coupons to buy gas, so I suppose if you drove slow and go, you know, it'd last longer. So this not. was during the wartime that that was. It wasn't really enforced. It was just suggested, and everybody did it. Everybody did it. It's amazing. Huh? Yeah. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Okay, so I'm gonna change tax here for a second. You told me once that. Okay, hang on a second. I'm going to decline. Let me see. I'm going to see if I can get Andrew here real quick. Hey, Andrew, I'm talking to Grandpa for a podcast. Oh, I'm sorry. And I'm so sorry. But I called you, so now if I can figure out how to get back to him, I'm going to, and then I'll call you as soon as we're done. Andrew, it's good. Okay. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, and I, okay. Okay, okay, we're back. I told Andrew that I was on a call with you guys, and so I'm going to call him later. Anyway, okay, so what I was going to change change directions for a second. Okay, first of all, Mom, do you remember being the oldest child? Do you remember having, like, a lot of extra responsibility, or were you even aware of, like, being the first child thing? 
know about being first child, but you know, you had to do a take care of those little ones. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, some took more than others, too. Yeah, there were two boys after me before another girl, so I just didn't do much with the boys because they were always outside doing something, playing. So I more or less stayed in the house and helped my mother yeah. and my sisters. Yeah, I've been thinking about you a lot lately because I've been out in the garden and you like to do gardening and flowers and growing. Oh. Yes, yes. Sharon, we went out to Holops and Sharon got me some, I got some coleuses and some impatience. Nice. So I planted them yesterday and then it got rain on them, so that was a good thing. Nice. Yeah, I think you did it Monday. Oh, yeah, I did it Monday on the holiday nice yeah, that, I did it that's true nice yeah all right so I want to go back to the dad what where were you when you said to somebody just name something and see if I can tell a story how does that go remind me that again well I think we're just sitting in a car you know like didn't go anywhere we're just sitting in the car and that's mostly it I suppose that's what I remember anyway and you would say that to your friend yeah, yeah, just, you know, like maybe three or four people. Whatever. And you'd say, name a subject or name a word. What did you say again? You would just try to pick a subject and tell a story, right? Yeah. Okay, so I, if, if I name something, do you want to try it? We'll try it. See, I won't guarantee much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how about monkeys? Monkeys. <laughs> yeah. We were down at Des Moines by the mall, and right south of the mall was a guy dressed in a monkey suit. And I think the name of the uh, gas station was like the Grease Monkey. And this guy was out there, and he was going through all kinds of gyrations, and he'd, he'd motion for people to come in and all this stuff. It was, he was really good. There's one story about a monkey I hated when we lived on East 9th Street in Des Moines. When I was going to school, I'd have I'd go out, and our garage was really a barn out behind the uh, house. Out behind the house was a had been a barn, and it had made into three car garage, you know. And it, I have to go out there and get in the car, and the people in the apartment above us had a monkey, <laughs> and, and that darn monkey, I, I'd. Uh, they had him on a, a leash on the clothesline that went from the house to the <laughs> and they had a little clip on there with a leash. And anyway, I'd go out there and I'd run like crazy to get the car and that bugger would chase me and he'd jump up on my head and mess up my hair. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose that game... Every day I'd try to outrun that monkey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that monkey. But he, he'd be running behind me and he'd jump up and run on top of my head. And he'd mess up my hair and he'd jump off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the way to start school. Now, here's another thing. One day I pulled out of that alley to go to school and I went by the 
like people had their garbage cans out there and looked on there were three iron tractors like I collect you know those antique tractors yeah there were there were three of them by that garbage can and I was late to get to school and I thought oh boy I'll get those when I come back well, anyway when I I come back, of course, they were gone. But they were like iron tractors, antiques, the poorest, you know, a lot of money. Do you mean the track- anyway, ju- do you mean just the seat or the actual tractors? No, little toy tractors, little oh, iron toy oh. tractors. I should have picked them up, but I was kind of late to school, and I, I thought I was deep in trouble. You know, I, I was running late, so I had to get to class. And I, don't, I, I guess nowadays people wouldn't worry about that. They would, But, <laughs> you know, in the... Uh, when I went to art school, that was really different because all those guys had been in the service and were going to school on that GI Bill. And if they missed a minute of class, they docked their pay. So nobody ever missed that. Nobody ever missed a class. Anyway, they, they would dock your pay if you missed minutes. They, they counted the minutes you were in class. All those people, every day they'd count the minutes and put them on a, on a sheet for them to get paid. Nowadays, people come and go, and you know, now they work from home and all that stuff. It's, it's a whole different, whole right. different, a whole different ball game. Let's pause a second. If you are enjoying the real deal with Rachel Inaway, subscribe, rate, and review it. I appreciate your support. All right, back to the real deal. Okay, ball game. How about a story ball about ball? How about ball game? How about a story about ball game? <laughs> We're we were playing ball, and I played shortstop. And one day we were going to go to the little town of Stratford, which is a couple, you know, you know what I mean? Yep. Ten miles away or whatever. And for some reason, I don't know why Roger Umstead and I were riding with the coach in his 1937 Chevrolet going to this ball game. The rest of them went on the school bus, I guess. I don't know why we did so this coach took out a pipe and lit up the pipe, and we got there to play ball. And I don't know, I made one error right after another. I was so shook up. And he, I came in and sat on the bench. He says, what's wrong with you? And I said, oh, well, you're what's wrong with me, I guess. Because <laughs> he smoked that pipe, and it just threw they me out. He always said, don't smoke, don't smoke. Don't smoke, smoke. yeah. He was a preacher's kid also. You know, I thought that meant something special. Do you know what? He lives in California, and he called us like a year ago. We talked to him like a year ago. Wow. He was 100 years old. Yeah, I sent him one of my handmade cards, and now he would be 101, I think. Wow. Same guy. guy. Wow. Yeah, Yeah, you know what? That was just too much for your young mind to to wrap around. Well, well, yeah. Yeah. And then I was... I always had to bat first because I was not all that not all that big, and I always have to bat first. I hated that part, you know, because you you go to all these different towns, you know, and you're the first one to bat every time, and I get on base almost every time because I hit good. the ball. I hit the ball right down the third baseline, right down the third baseline, and then I get on base. And uh, as a matter of fact, that's where I met Harold Lund. We played in his hometown of Otho. And I was running from third base to home, and Harold was the catcher for their team, and he hit me so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I went, yeah, of course, that's what he's supposed to do, you know, guard that home plate. So that was where I first met Harold, before wow. I leave. Wow. 
you know, I did a um, I did an Instagram call earlier today, and Lonnie was on there for a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's named after me, you know, Lonnie Dean. Yeah. Did you know that? I did know that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So okay. I'm, I'm going to do one more where I call out something, and then I want you to be thinking about this one before you answer. But I want you to tell me something I may or may not know about my childhood. For me or you? For me. Something I like that I don't remember. I mean, you tell me something you remember about my growing up that I may or may not even remember. You can think about it if you want to for a second. Well, I don't know when you're talking about childhood, what age you're talking about. Anything. Well, we'll try it. Anything while under your roof that you can remember. Oh, okay. Okay, but here's this last one. How about a story about paint or lipstick? Paint? Or lip paint or lipstick? Paint or lipstick? Yeah, I'm going to give you a choice. You tell me a story on either of those. Oh, I don't know. Boy, I don't know. I could tell either one. Lipstick, that would be better for Barb, though. There was a, maybe I shouldn't be naming the names, huh? Yeah, just, uh -oh. just tell the person. Just say it. There was a person. There was a person <laughs> who taught eighth grade English. And they had what they call a teacher's lounge. And it was, it was behind the furnace, in the basement behind the furnace, and they had a coffee pot, and they'd go down there and smoke. It was not a lounge. It was a, it was behind the furnace. Anyway, she's the only one that smoked, and she would come down there and with all the other guys. She was the only woman, eighth grade English, and she would take out her lipstick, and she'd like bozo. She'd, she'd go just make a circle around her mouth, and she'd... She'd go back to teaching looking like Bozo. Oh, man. You know, I bet you that was because she'd used, she'd suppose, taken her I lipstick know, off smoking. I was just trying to cover up the fact that she'd been smoking. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, that's <laughs> By the way, as she would, she would hold, she would hold the lipstick thing like in, like in a fist in her hand and then just make a circle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh that's a good one. That's a good one. Okay. Uh, this, you weren't a kid. You weren't a kid, but remember this? We were down riding in the pickup down on Main Street, and those two big guys pulled me out of the pickup and held me up in the middle of Main Street, holding me up in the air. Yeah. <laughs> those big football players. Yeah, they and were Iowa eyes, State football players. Your, yeah, your eyes are big. You said you know them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know them. They were both huge football players. Yeah. But they laughed because they'd hold me up above their head with one hand. Um, <laughs> I suppose but, I suppose I wondered, who's got my dad and what's going on? Yeah, really. the end of the trail. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Well, I sure enjoy chatting with you, and I think that we might as well start a whole new season of The Real Deal talking to you. Well, see. As a matter of fact, the other day I was looking... Well, Sharon was here looking through the watercolors, and I found one of, uh, like, Lake right up by Park Rapids, actually a couple of watercolors. Nice. Yeah. Well, one was Long Lake, and uh, Lake, I can't remember the name of the other one, but I know it's right near Park Rapids. Well, anyway, yeah, that's, that's it. That's good. Yeah, so how about if you, um, any parting words for the audience, or will you pray for people just that might be listening and tuning in, and then we'll get one of these out in the next couple of weeks? I'll let you know. Okay. And I like your long hair, by the way. <laughs> Bruce would love it. 
I got to stop and see Bruce. You, do. you know what he? You know what he told me? What? Hagen, he says, "Don't don't ever call me here." He said, "Just just leave it that way. It always looks the same." He <laughs> says, "You don't have to worry about it." <laughs> it's all matted down. He looks. He would pay, make the most perfect homeless person in a movie. I'm telling you. <laughs> We come to you, and we know full well that you bless us with all kinds of things. And humor is a good thing, and we also know that not only humor, the Bible says, a, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. So he asks that you'd be ministering in every way for for Rachel and for the rest of her crew, and for the people who happen to tune in. And we'll thank you for all that you do for us in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Let me just bless you. God, thank you for my dad. Thank you for my mom. I just pray a blessing on their home and their rest and their sleep and their bodies. I thank you that you're strengthening them. And I thank you that even in old age and gray hair, you bless. And so I thank you for both of them. Thanks for this time today in Jesus name. Amen. Okay. I'm so glad you tuned in. Thank you. And we'll be in touch. Well, if not on our regular zoom call for family. Okay. Okay. Love you. Thanks. Love you guys. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Real Deal with me, Rachel Inouye, helping people celebrate their significance and the genius of God in them. Audio engineering by my husband, Michael Inouye. Thanks, babe. Theme music by Andrew Grace.